Welcome in, everyone, to our GSP Ace of the Day presented by DraftKings. One last hurrah before the party in Paris starts. A couple events to finish up on both the ATP and WTA tours. We've got the event in Hamburg, a really fun set of semifinals. Andre Rublev taking on Kasper Ruud, Stefano Tsitsipas taking on Christian Guerin in Strasbourg. We've got a final on our hands. Elena Rabakina, one of the top 15 players, maybe even better. During this 2020 season in the women's game, she's taken on Alina Svitolina, who of course has been so consistent these past five years. Those are two players who are obviously capable of making deep runs during this French Open. We've also got a bunch of fun ITF and Challenger matches going on as well in Italy. We've got a finest final, excuse me, between Musetti. Uh, he's taking on Diego Montiero. We've got Husler versus Echeverry in Romania. Grace Min, uh, Beatrice Haddad Maya, uh, Holger Rune, so many others in action. So, of course, a bunch of fun tennis for us to discuss here on our GSP Ace of the Day. Now, I do want to say a couple of things before we get into today's picks. One, of course, with the action in Paris coming up, you Cracked Rackets fans can rest assured we will be giving our picks each and every morning here on our GSP Ace of the Day. Now, we know the time difference for those of you here in the United States, and of course, that's the time period I'm thinking of because I live here on the East Coast time zone of the United States. So that is the time period or time frame under which I am working under. Uh, We know how that matches up with the action in Paris. So our goal, we're going to be recording these aces of the day every night around 6 to 7 p.m. on the East Coast. That gives super producer Daniel Westoff plenty of time to both do his thing, put his spin on the podcast, but also turn it into a video, which all of you can find on our YouTube channel. You're going to be able to see the picks on video. You're going to be able to hear the picks via a podcast. You're going to be able to read the picks as well via an article each and every day on our website, crackrackets.com. So for those of you looking to follow along, looking for some advice to get in on the action, be sure to check out all of our content here at Crack Rackets. If you are looking for a place to get in on the action, that's where our friends at DraftKings come in. Of course, we are so grateful to get to continue to work with them. So many great options, whether it be total games, total sets, over-under, tiebreaker props, money lines, parlays, you name it, you can do it all. Take advantage of all the action. Take advantage of the fact that you are the best educated, most well-informed fans in the business. Here's how it works. You're going to go to DraftKings.com, create your DraftKings Sportsbook account, and make a deposit from there, DraftKings will match your first deposit at 20% up to $500. After that, it's easy. You're going to make your first bet, and DraftKings is going to match that first bet with a risk-free first bet up to $500. Just go to dkng.co slash cracked open to play. That's dkng.co slash cracked open. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, 1-800-9-WITHIN in Indiana, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, or 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. You must be 21 years or older and in a participating state to take advantage of this offer. Deposit bonus comes in DK dollars, which have no cash value and must be used on DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for more details. Now, going into tomorrow, because obviously so many first-round matches on the horizon, right? Rest assured, either Jamie McDonald 
Fitzgerald or Max Rothman will be joining me for a full breakdown, not just the usual recap of our picks for ace of the day, but a full look at the day's matches. They'll be able to keep me in check, make sure I don't get too crazy with my selections. And again, uh, be sure to follow all of the action, whether it's YouTube, whether it's on this podcast, you can find it all on our website, crackrackets.com. We will look at those futures odds, folks. We'll have those for you tomorrow. We'll have, again, all of the picks you are looking for. But with that in mind, again, one last hurrah before the party in Paris begins. Let's get to our picks for today's aces of the day. Let's start again. A lot of fun matches across the globe. In terms of the stayaways, we've been talking a lot of doubles here on this podcast of late. Guys, we have been hitting all week long. Piers and Venus, they find themselves in a final. Carter and Stefani, they find themselves in a final against Melikar and Schurz. You know, those are two teams we knew were going to be good. We've also been back in underdogs. Robert Galloway, Hans Hockverdugo, Hunter Reese, Jan Zielinski, uh, all week long for them. And they found themselves in the finals now because... It is now Galloway Hawk versus Rieselinski. That's a stay away to me again. Melikar Scherz versus Carter Stefani. That's a stay away. Roger Tiscow uh, versus Piers and Venus. Those are all stayaways. In terms of some, some of the singles matches, I like just some numbers real quick on Beatrice Haddad Maya, who was obviously a top 100 player before getting injured. But you look at what she's ripped off here in the month of September for Beatrice Haddad Maya. She's won two titles here in September at the Futures level. Overall, she's 17-1. She's back into the top 450 of the rankings after falling outside the top 1,200. She's dropped a total of six sets, again, in 18 matches. She is racing her way back to the top of the rankings. Only 24 years old is Beatrice Haddad Maya. Uh, she, of course, minus 550 tomorrow against the seeded player, Ribara, uh, but still minus 550 Haddad Maya, 17-1. Are you kidding me? The only time she's lost is because of... Uh, she lost a final in three sets. I don't anticipate that happening tomorrow. You want to throw her in any parlay you have. Maybe you're feeling a Haddad Maya Lakers parlay tomorrow. Honestly, I don't hate that for you. Maybe you want to throw her into your action for NFL Sunday. I'm just telling you, at minus 550, just throw her into everything because I think she's about as sure of a thing as you are going to find. Some other fun matches I like across the board, you know. There's some challenger qualities that start tomorrow. Some big upside, you know, big uh, favorites. Burrios Vera, I like him. I like Cleazar uh, tomorrow as well. In terms of some more narrow picks, I like Alvarez Verona, minus 130 over Katarina. I like Strong Kirkheimer, minus 120 over Balzerani. Uh, in terms of, again, some other ones, Skatov, minus 850 over Hooks. Uh, but then some close ones. I like Rune, minus 150 over Andreev. Orlando Luz plus 125, Velati plus 210, you know, Graceman, Garcia Perez, both in that minus 120, minus 125 phase. But if I'm being honest with you listeners, tomorrow was probably being a, would probably be a stay away for me because I think there's going to be a lot of close matches. I'm not exactly sure, you know, the way they're going to break out, particularly the big matches in Hamburg, in Strasbourg. We'll get to those in a second. 
some of the matches that have a combination of odds or players I'm very confident in in this moment. Uh, you know, let's start with Gianluigi Quincy, who has looked so good this week in his Futures event. You look for Quincy, what he has accomplished here. Uh, obviously, some some really good results uh, as he goes across the board. Straight set win for him over Martin Cuevas, Christian Lindel, and Lajeca in his three matches thus far. He is taking on Ignatic, who I believe is the 30-year-old out of Belarus. Now, he has looked good this week as well, but I'm still on the Quincy bandwagon. You know that. I still have stock in it. Give me Quincy minus 250. Now, again, not an ace of the day, but that's one of the picks I do like. I also like Lorenzo Musetti, minus 230 tomorrow over Montiero. Now, both of these guys played three-set matches today, but I'm now a believer in Musetti, and I think Lloyd Harris really could have won the match today, won that first set 6-4, then goes down 6-0-4-1 before retiring with injury. He obviously going to need to bounce back pretty quickly as he's got to play this French Open coming up, but I mean, Musetti has now reached his first qualifier. He's the first guy, I think, born in either, I think, 2003 to do that. That's crazy. He was born in 2003. He's younger than my little brother. That makes... No, he can't be born in 2003 and be 18 years old. So he must be a 2002, or maybe he's a 2003-er and he's 17 years old. Nevertheless, uh, I believe in him. I know Montiero's going to battle. He's going to make that match physical. But I just think Musetti's that confident right now. And if you want a little Italian parlay tomorrow, Quincy and Musetti, you could talk me into that. You get about plus... 160 when you parlay the two of them. Still not going to do that. I also think Hustler versus Echeverry. Hustler plus 110 is the way I would go. I just really like the way he has played this week. Again, that's an eye test pick more than anything else, but all of those matches should be close, so if you want to stay away from them, that's fine. I'm also a slappy for brothers. Eduardo Emilio Nava, minus 150 over Elbez. Uh, Biberio Marcandez, you know, if you want to root for brothers to have success, as I so often do, you want to throw something on that, I can understand the pick there. With that in mind, let's move to the two events on the ATP and WTA level. Uh, and they're all, honestly, in the stay away category for me. This this Hamburg event was built for me. You've got Andre Rublev versus Kasper Ruud, two of the top juniors in the world in 2020. And then Christian Guerin versus Stefano Tsitsipas. Ditto for the two of them. Christian Guerin, two titles in 2020, both of them on the dirt. I think he's like 15-8 and eight on the year. But again, most of his wins coming on clay. You look for Stefano Tsitsipas, 22 years old, 20-8 and eight on the year. One title in 2020 for Kasper Ruud, 19-8 overall, one title on the year. Andre Rublev, 23-6. and six two titles on the year. So objectively, these have been four of the top 20 players in the men's game so far here this season. Of course, it's a different season than ever before, but these guys have all been consistent. And in Rude and Garen, you have two guys who have been two of the top, I mean, 15 players, arguably, in the world on clay over these past two seasons. Maybe, you know, in this season in particular, you could argue they've been two of the top 10 in the world. And the fact that this is matches on dirt you know you certainly like better uh, you like them better than you would maybe on a different surface and you know it's not surprising that DraftKings made both of Tsitsipas and Rublev's favorites, right? Tsitsipas minus 286, Rublev minus 220, but as we've learned, that is smack dab in the upset range. And so for me, in terms of the money line, these are absolutely both stayaways for me. Now, in terms of Tsitsipas Garen, I think the Garen serve to the Tsitsipas backhand is going to give him troubles. I think Christian Garen's going to be able to hold serve quite a bit in this match. I think physically he's so comfortable on the dirt. You know, even when Tsitsipas is playing 
in offense. Christian Guerin wants nothing more than to be hitting an on-the-run sliding forehand on the dirt, showing off his versatility, his strength uh, with that shot. And yet, C.T. Pass has looked really comfortable on clay this week. He's yet to drop a set. Good win for him today over the Deuce, Dusan Lajevic. Good win for him over Cuevas the round before. And, you know, it hasn't been the toughest draw for him to get to this point. But Stefano Tsitsipas in a semifinal, that's a bet you like to see. And so, you know, him against Christian Guerin. Guerin, great three-set bounce-back win today over Bublik. He has done exactly what he needed to do this week to get some confidence heading into the French Open. Wins for him over Nishikori, win over Bublik, and then a win over a very much in-form Yannick Hanifman. It's really a pick 'em, right? If you want to say over two and a half sets for this, it's plus 155. I like that. Over 23 and a half games, plus 140. I like that. Over 0.5 tiebreakers in this one, plus 185. That's ace of the day material, folks. And we'll get back to that point in a second. But in terms of the money line, I would lean Pass, but overall stay away because I think this is a pick 'em. And I think it's the same deal with Kasparud. You know, Kasparud's so disciplined, so relentless. But you know who's going to attack him like crazy, Andre Rublev. And Andre Rublev was outstanding today against Roberto Bautista Agut. So, or yesterday, I'm sorry, I'm recording this Saturday night, but I watched the highlights, watched the match while awake today. Therefore, it feels like today for me, you guys know the nomenclature, unclear at this point, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, Rublev was so disciplined, was fine playing backhand to backhand with Bautista Agut, trying to open up the forehand inside-in shot for himself, trying to find forehands on the end side of the court and he was willing to and able to do it he stayed patient he was able to control points with his serve I think he's moving a lot better on the clay than he once did obviously that sliding slice backhand get he had today tracking down a high RBA cross court backhand volley that's a special special moment but you know I think that just shows in general the sort of work Rublev has been putting in and we always say this if he's healthy there's no doubt in anyone's mind Andre Rublev is going to become the very best tennis player he can be, but Kasparud could become one of, if not the best clay court tennis player in the world someday, and that's not hyperbole, folks. That's the sort of forehand, the sort of control, the discipline he has on the surface. Again, someone who just seems like he was born playing on the surface with the way he moves on it. He's comfortable playing slice and playing short angle, going down the line, taking balls early. Again, his forehand, one of the heaviest strokes in terms of RPMs on tour, uh, but Andre Rublev, God, they're forehand-to-forehand battles tomorrow. They're going to be changing balls every two games instead of every seven because they're going to be like, hey, these forehands broke another tennis ball. We, we need a new one here. It's just, you know, the uh, unstoppable force meets the unmovable object. It's going to be a fun one. In terms of the props, you know, Max Rothman and I were texting about this. Over two and a half sets plus 140 and subsequently over 21 and a half games, which is right around there as well. That's probably the move in this one. It's going to be a battle at the same time. I saw the way Andre Rublev played today. He could absolutely win this match in straight sets. And, you know, it's the Saturday before a major, which starts tomorrow. There's not... I'm not going to say there's no doubt in my mind, but there's absolutely a world where these guys are like, you know, they lose a first set if you're Casper. You're like, you know what? I proved what I need to prove. Same deal with a Christian Guerin or Tsitsipas. The only guy who I feel like would go down a set and be like, nope, I'm a thousand percent winning this match is Andre Rublev, who just never, ever, 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 ever quits. And I'm not saying the other guys do quit. I'm just saying Andre Rublev, if you're like, dude, you need to take today off. Your body's breaking. Like, you don't have a big toe right now. It's all just, you know— one layer of skin missing. He'd be like, no, I'm 
I'm going to play today if you guys don't. Like, I get it. That's really cool, but I'm going to go hit anyways. Like, that's just what else am I going to do today? I'm going to go read a book. No, I'm Andre Rublev. I don't want to read a book today. I'm going to go touring. I'm going to go sightseeing. I don't want to do that. I want to go slam forehands. If you could hit a forehand like Andre Rublev. By the way, he could totally love to read books. That was a pejorative reading of books. It could be go watch Netflix. It could be, you know, again, go surfing. Maybe he's a big hooper. Maybe he wants to go work on his three-point shot. Maybe he just loves himself some rugby and he just wants to roll around in the dirt. I don't know what Andre Rublev likes to do in his his spare time, but I feel like it's tennis centric. I feel like you're like, hey, well, you want to go hit forehands? He'd be like, yep. Or if you're like, hey, do you want to go hit? He'd be like, yep. You know, he's the one guy I always say this. When was the last time Roger Federer, Stan Wawrinka, they're both in Switzerland in an offseason, right? It's Tuesday, December 17th. And, you know, Roger's been hanging around with the kids, two sets of twins. It gets a little bit annoying because the first set of twins, they get attention. The second set of twins are like, what? You're going to forget about us? You think these first sets of twins are run the show? Like, we deserve attention too. And he's like, wow, I need to get out of the house today. And even Mirka's like, yeah, you do need to get out of the house today. And, you know, then you have single Stan Wawrinka, who's just chilling. It's 6 p.m. It's a Thursday night. Most of his friends at this point have families. And that's not to say anyone's doubting Stan Wawrinka's lifestyle. I mean, guy's a champion. Guy lives the life of one of the—I mean, anyone who follows his social media, if you could trade lives with Stan Wawrinka, you probably say yes. But, again, it's 6 p.m. on a Thursday. They're both in Switzerland. You know, when's the last time Roger Federer calls up Stan Wawrinka? He's like, hey, Stan, you want to go, go hit for an hour? Like, what are you doing today? You want to just go hit, have some— fun. When's the last time he made that call? Andre Rublev probably made that call last week. Probably was like, yo, I'm out of Rome. You want to just go hit? And he's like, dude, I'm still in Rome. He's like, yeah, but you could hit again, right? Like, it's cool. Come on, let's go hit. You know, come on, Daniil, let's go hit. You lost first round here in Hamburg. I know you want to hit. Anyways, Andre Rublev, no quit in him. That's why I'm going to lean him in this match, minus 220. I just think all the... I just... I'm going to lean him because I think he's going to do some really special things in this uh, French Open coming up. But for me, in terms of the money lines, both of them are stayaways. Now, I have not talked about the match in Strasbourg yet. With it in mind, let's get to our picks for Ace of the Day. And I'm only going to pick one match on the money line today. I'm going to take Alina Svitolina minus 130 over Rabakina, and I'm going to do it for two reasons. One, I think Alina Svitolina looked really good today. I think she has gotten better and better and better as this tournament's progressed. And look, she could have lost her match to Jill Teichman in the quarterfinals. She could have lost her match today against Sabalenka. She honestly could have lost first round against Magda Lynette, but she hasn't. She's been just able to adapt, been able to find plan B, plan C, plan D. Today, Sabalenka, there were streaks where she was just just hitting Svitolina off the court. And I think for Alina Rabakina, who hasn't lost a match this year, who has been a top 15 player in the world in the women's game, she's been that good. Um, I just think, you know, she's if Sabalinka couldn't beat Svitolina with how well she was playing in sets two and three, I don't know how Rabakina is going to do it. I don't think Rabakina is able to be as decisive as destructive, I should say, really, as controlling with her of the point with her backhand as Sabalenka is. And Svitolina is just an exceptional mover on the clay. She's got great feel. She's able to turn defense into offense. She's able to get depth 
on her strokes, even when she's six, seven, eight feet behind the baseline. And yes, sometimes those balls do sit up, and Rabakina is absolutely going to have times to attack. It's why I'm afraid of even betting on the money line in this match. And again, if I had my choice, today would be a stay away. There would be no aces of the day. Nevertheless, I don't want to do that to you listeners. So I'm going to take Alina Svitolina, minus 130. I just think the way she's going to be able to absorb Rabakina's pace, the way she's going to be able to handle the Rabakina serve. She's always good at getting at least a clean racket, a clean strike on the return. Even if it's only deep center, she's able to get most of these points back to neutral. And of course, Rabakina is going to play big. She's probably even more decisive than Sabalenka in that she's going to go down the line in the first five, six balls of the rally. That's just what she does. Sabalenka wants to show you, hey, I can play short cross court. Hey, I can play deep cross court. I can do all these different things because she can. Rabakina a little bit more firm in in her game plan. She's going to play big. She's going to play down the line. She's going to look to move forward. But I just think too much speed for Svitolina. I think she's really confident right now. And I think Rabakina has had actually a fairly easy draw this week. Now, she has played really good tennis, and she has yet to drop a set. Wins over Minin, Cornet, Zhang, and Hibino. But, you know, Svitolina is a step up from now Hibino. For the now Hibino, you know, Rabakina could always take solace in the fact if I'm down to point, tack the Hibino forehand because at maximum, I'm going to get a ball. I can probably get the rally back to neutral in. That's not the case when you're playing Alita Svinalita. And again, Rabakina's played really well, but I just think Svinalina's going to be able to track down that first strike from Rabakina, make Rabakina play a second, a third ball at a neutral level. And I think Rabakina's going to struggle to do that. So give me Svinalina, or not struggle to do that, but just I think is going to have more success turning defense to offense than Rabakina's going to have playing offense today. So give me Svitolina minus 130 over Rabakina. Again, those are pretty solid odds, but speaks to the fact odds, pretty solid odds, but speaks to the fact that it's a toss-up. I'm going to put a little over half a unit, $6.49 over Rabakina uh, for her to win over Rabakina. That'll yield me half a unit, $5 in return. By the way, folks, good day for us on the ace of the day. Our sock, uh, Rabakina, and who is our third name, Christian Garin Parlay, 2-1. to one. It ended up hitting. And of course, we got the bonus of Arena Sabalenka coming back from a set down over uh, Sinyakova from our picks for Thursday's ace of the day. So we've got a little bit of a margin heading into this French Open. And again, if I had my choice, no aces of the day. That's my way of telling you maybe today's a stay away. Maybe you just enjoy a beautiful fall Saturday, a little bit of college football action when you can, a little bit of pro basketball where you can. And just enjoy the tennis recreationally. But, you know, if I had to make a pick for ace of the day, Svinolina minus 130, 649 to win five. We're also going to take the over 20 and a half games. I think it's going to be a close match, even if it's a straight set match, a close one. Only going to put $2 on that at minus 132 odds. So $2 to win $1.52, just in case that match does go the distance. And last but not least, a fun prop bet for you all. You look for the history for Stefano. Tsitsipas. So far this week in the matches he has played here, he has played a tiebreaker against the Deuce. He played a 7-5 set against Tsitsipas, against Cuevas, a 6-4 set against uh, Cuevas. Against Sinner, 7-6 in that second set. At the U.S. Open, 7-6 set against Cressy, th- uh, two 7-6 sec- uh, sets against Chorich. In Cincinnati, two 7-6 sets against Isner, a 7-6 set against Rayonich. In Dubai earlier this year, 7-6 set against Bublik, 7-6 set against against Karina Busta. 
for Christian Guerin. He played a 7-6 set in this tournament against Yana Konifman in uh, the U.S. Open. No 7-6s, but he did it against Bedene. He did it against Davidovich Fokina and Sabeth Vild in Chile. He did it against Majir. He did it against Martin. Uh, he did it against... He does it a lot, is the point I'm saying. And I think holding serve is going to be a premium in this match. I think he and Tsitsipas are going to play a tiebreaker. And if you take the over .5 tiebreakers plus 185 odds, $3 to win five fifty-five. You know what? Let's have some fun on this Saturday. Let's throw, again, $3 on that one. Have a little bit of fun. So, recap of... Of the aces of the day in what will be a fun but tense Saturday of action. We're going to take Svitolina, minus 130, 649 to win $5. We're going to take Svitolina Rabakina over 20 and a half games, two to win 152. And then we're going to take the over 0.5 tiebreakers in Sitsi Pascaren, plus 185, $3 to win 555 in return. To get in on the action, be sure to go check out our friends at DraftKings. Use our promo code DKNG.co slash cracked open to take advantage of their limited time offer. Shout out as always to our super producers, Max Ligner and Daniel Westoff for the of an editing job they have to do and for making this possible day in, day out. And remember, we are going to be doing this throughout the French Open each and every morning, our GSP Aces of the Day. You'll be able to listen to on this podcast and you'll be able to find them in video form on our YouTube channel as well as our various social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. But with that being said, also, I should say, stick around for our coverage. We are going to do an extensive first round and futures preview guide tomorrow. Of course, we'll be recapping all of the action day in, day out on the Mini Break Podcast. And to find all of our content, just go to CrackedRackets.com. But with that being said, for our super producers, Max Ligner and Daniel Westoff, our friends at, Mid- uh, at DraftKings, excuse me, and all of us here at both Cracked Records and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say. Hey, great shot. It made the odds be ever in your favor. Good luck, everyone. Good luck, everyone.